Thanos only in four scenes in this entire movie. That's all he needs. <laughs> he breaks a dude's foot three times and then says, you'll never use that foot again, and then bites the foot. Yeah. I mean, he throws a kid into a trash can, destroys a pizza parlor. He, he fights people in a movie theater. It's just 80s camp, and it's just delicious. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, The 80s Movie Naughty List. Very few people wield the unforgiving power of the white-bearded man from the north. I mean, we're talking about a guy who sees you when you're sleeping. Santa is one part Freddy Krueger, one part Judge Judy, mixed in with some candy canes and holiday cheer. While children across the land make a desperate last-minute attempt to make the nice list, we at Buzz in the Tower have a different take. Good does not exist without evil, so today Buzz in the Tower will celebrate our favorite 80s characters who maintain top billing on Santa's naughty list. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the mistletoe to my awkward kiss, Max Sanders. And with that, let's check our list twice. Why do you kiss under mistletoe? Why not? Well, I mean, what's the history? Uh, you're, you're literally, you're asking me <laughs> I don't this. know, you're, you celebrate Christmas. All I can tell you is that you ever done it? your kiss is on my list. Have you ever done it? Are you going to appreciate my Hall and Oates reference? I didn't even say. I didn't because even your kiss <laughs> is on my list. That's like song thirty, Manny Differ. Max, before we say anything further, go blue. Go blue. We did it. We did it. That was the coolest win. I can't imagine what bartending at the bar whose name we should never speak <laughs> must have been like last night. So Friday was. Insane. Were you keeping score of what was going on last night? <laughs> Friday was pretty crazy, and at nine a.m. on Saturday, we're like, all right, we'll get in, we'll get set up, line already. 
It was insane. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I can't even. I, I got I, out at seven a.m. yesterday. I genuinely cannot imagine what it must have been like. I had a few friends that went to the game, and whoo! So though, for those of you who don't know, Michigan abused Ohio State last yeah, night. Yeah, took them to night. the woods yesterday, right? last night, whatever you call it. <laughs> so we'll take a couple minutes, just uh, you know, a little hill to. I mean, we're going to lose a few of our listeners because of this. I no, feel. we have no Ohio State fans. We have educated fans. <laughs> Easy, easy now. We might lose our Spartan fans, though. They don't want to hear us uh, slobber all over Michigan. Hey, okay. you know what? It's perfect with what we're doing, though, because the biggest villain of all is Ohio State. That's true. Yeah. They really are. I don't know. Though. Al- Alabama, Alabama's up there. Alabama, what? Dallas. For us? Uh, Come on. All right, all right, fine. Dallas fine. Cowboys? Yeah, they're my villain list. Why? Oh, I hate they the, co- I hate the Cowboys. Well, you even want to play off game. Yeah, they, <laughs> we need to make this about the Lions right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> Field goal. So, Max. We are, tis Hail the season. To the, sorry. It's okay. Uh, we're there. Max, we are in the precipice of December 1st. Tomorrow, it's, I just wanted to say it. Tomorrow <laughs> is December 1st. We start the holiday season. Tis the season. Fa la la la. Can I do a little fa la la. La 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 la, friends. Friends, scooch. I'll tell you of holiday cheer. Or do a little uh, Travolta. Jeez, oh, a Merry Christmas. <laughs> You got nothing. You got nothing. Give me Jeff Goldblum celebrating yes, yes. Hanukkah. Uh, what, 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 come on, we'll happy, we'll, happy Hanukkah. Well, like, oh yeah, it happy is. Hanukkah. Yes, Fine. come on. Oh, oh. Started Sunday night. I did. Come did you on. light some candles? I, of course I did. You spin a dreidel. Come on. Latkes. Of course. Okay. Sour uh, cream or applesauce. Both and some tuna you, fish. You, Maybe tuna you, fish too. You, I was <laughs> gonna say something. Like, I know. Slob. I am a slob. That's all right. Just put you in sweatpants. Like, oh, good. That was a little Silence of the Lambs. I like that. Why do you have to name the reference? Because you're because like people don't know that. Oh, good. People like when you don't tell them things. Mm. Oh, good is I think from the like director's cut. I don't even think people would know that normally. They know the voice. Well, whatever. But your voice isn't that great. They would have known it if I had done it. Max, we're ready. We're ready to jump into our naughty list. Fun episode. All of them are fun. Housekeeping. <laughs> Why do you do like housekeeping? <laughs> All of them are fun though. All of them. Like, you're, you're apologizing. We're here. Episode. We're having fun. It's the, you know how I'm about the holidays. I'm in a good mood. Like permanently from Thanksgiving to the first of the year. What's the best Christmas gift you ever got? I don't oh. know what a gift is. <laughs> I, I know what Christmas gift. gifts are. Yes. Right? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Don't put me on the spot. What? Focus on the show. Okay. Come on. Max, a lot going on. First, 80stees.com. Check out our TikTok page. Like, subscribe, follow. We're blowing pig- up. Pigeon, carrier pigeon, whatever you call it. Messenger pigeon. What do you do on the talk? Tell them, <laughs> tell them, tell the friends out there what they need to do in order to get entered into a contest for a $50 gift card at 80stees.com. On our butts on the tower flybys. All you got to do is like, subscribe, or not subscribe, because how would we know? I know, subscribe? right? There you go. <laughs> like, no, not don't like, because I want to know. I'm reg- immediately regretting asking <laughs> you to explain what to do. Right? Max was terrible at explaining Yes, this. yes, <laughs> yes. And you'll probably win. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, Max, the competition is officially over. Uh, just to update everyone, you smoked me on the voting of who had the best dinner party for the holidays, which means a little bit later in the show, when we hop into the order in which we will be revealing no, our answers. 2022. Uh, let's start early. Let's Let's ruin everyone's time now. Let's ruin my Christmas early. When I get a steak, I'm not even going to ask them to cook it. I just want a raw piece of beef uh, that I, I can just tear I, I'll, into I'll like make a that dog. Steak. I'll make that steak for you with my hands unwashed with fecal matter on them. I can't wait to make that steak for you. It's gross. It's super gross. You get more into poop jokes than yeah, I do. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so we've got that. Max, our, our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight today. I'm jumping way ahead. Uh, we have some pretty cool stuff to share with everyone. A little gift from him. What, a little tease. A little, it's, little, it's very cool. It's pretty, I, can I say I'm it? excited. No, you can't say it yet. Okay. Of course not. Jesus. Do it now. No. Kill me up here. <laughs> uh, you know, 
the, other than that, this is a fun episode because in large part, this was your idea dating back to last year. We I've did been trying to get a villains thing in forever. Well, we did a naughty and nice. We did like the naughty and nice list, but that was predominantly for holiday episodes. You made me watch so many holiday films. I did. It was good for your soul. It needed a good cleansing. <laughs> this like 13 e- in a week. This episode is by genre naughty list. And, and basically this is our favorite villains. And we have so many, there's so many great villains that are in eighties movies. And the only way we could kind of narrow the field was to take these high level genre categories and pick our favorite one from each. I'm sure we have backups as well. Is there anything I need to even, I have no rules on this at all. I mean, we're going in order back and forth. You pick the order, of course, because you're now in charge of that for 20. <laughs> Please send all of your complaints about Max doing that to <laughs> at Max Sanders. Oh no, at Skeeps for life. But no. Oh okay. yeah, never mind. It's not like they don't know. Oh, right, yeah, come on, you're not a public figure. Go blue. You're fine. <laughs> I am a public figure. You are a public figure. You are too, buddy. No, nah, not at all. I stayed on the DL. Our categories today: sports movie, sci-fi slash fantasy movie, which is the rule that you hate that I snuck. I in do there. hate that. I don't care. Uh, comedy, drama, martial arts, animated, and we'll round it out with action. Do you ever not end with action? <laughs> you just have. To, you're like, we need to do action. That sounds like a great line in the beginning of Action Jackson that like never existed. <laughs> do you never not end with action? <laughs> How do you like your ribs? I'm going out on a limb here. One category, one selection I have is the best thing I've ever done in the entire almost year that we've been on Buzz in the Tower. Is it like unexpected creative? Uh, it's, it's, it's creative. It's brilliant. It's it's It pushes the humble. edge of the rules. It's humble as usual because, you know, it's also the best pick I've ever made. I'm really excited you about it. You say that every episode. Well, I, I, I believe in me. Yeah. I believe in me. <laughs> I like me. I like me. Oh, it's Your still, wife doesn't like you. You know what? I just want to remind you one last time for those who are listening that when we did our holiday dinner guest list, I believe you stole the win from me because you grabbed Dell. Yeah, from, that was smart. So, okay, so there's a little of that coming your way because I took someone that if you didn't take him, shame on you, and I, I'm going to just bathe in it because I'm excited about it. And that's not my pick that I was bragging about. That's my stick it to Max pick. So let's hop into him. Max, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? What, what do you want? Or just arbitrarily change the order whenever you feel like <laughs> it. Whatever you want, buddy. I'll go first. You're going to go first out the door. We're starting with sports movies. So who is your favorite naughty list sports villain from an 80s movie if you know me this is quite quite obvious i'm going to vision quest i'm going to shoot you love vision Quest. you don't love vision quest i do yeah but you for someone who has not a shred of athleticism in their body nope you love this movie and it is it's a it's a jock movie i love that you love it i love that everyone in it's just pushing themselves talk to me about this villain who you are cradling in your warm embrace so the greatest villains sometimes are the ones that don't say much so you don't even you hear the legend of shoot. Well, first of all, this is about a high school wrestler in Spokane, Washington, Loudon Swain, played by Matthew Modine. And he wants to drop 23 pounds to get to the 168 weight class and fight the three time undefeated champ of the state. He's a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. Oh, I mean, he's a monster. I love the villain that doesn't appear to later in the movie. Like you hear about him. You hear the rumors. What's going on? The first time you see shoot, he's in a stadium by himself doing lunges with like a 200 pound log on his back. It's very Rocky for but he's real. I know, yeah, except it's, it's real, right? Yeah. But it's it's got it's got that <laughs> Rocky Four is real. I know. Don't don't tell him. How could you say it wasn't real? <laughs> just the crew cut man. A few words. He just looks up from holding the log. He goes, "You think you'll make the weight?" He goes, "I hope so." It's like me too. That's it. He says like six lines in the movie. He's not even an actor. I mean, he, they found him in Washington. He was a wrestler, and they just liked how he looked. Frank Jasper. I mean, he's got the Terminator stare, the crew cut. He's got these like bolder shoulders too. And when he's on the mat, he just looks like a different speed. He looks like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good pick. I'm not, there's no, there's no criticism. Yeah. I, I, this is all very personal. Yeah. So I, I allow you to have this. You're good. You decided to go first. You're in charge. Well, I'm just, I'm your co-host now. No, you're, you're no so longer bitter. my co-host. It's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, you make me go first. No, you're and, good. You're good. You're and good. Loudon's win, the catharsis is not nearly as great unless you have someone like, shoot. right, right. It, it's the offsetting balance that he is so naughty yeah. that it makes the, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. well, And he's even keeled naughty, which is terrifying. You know, he doesn't, there's no emotional range from him. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Because I like the pick, but all of my picks are so much better than yours. It's going to be hard for me to appreciate yours today. You know what? People like when you say that. So just, they don't. They do. Me. I'm going to feed you. Uh, do you have any backups? I forgot to mention we should do backups. We got one or two. What do you got? This is my favorite backup. Carl Racky from Youngblood. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the enforcer. Dude. How did you not pick him? I mean. As your primary. You can't root for someone who hits Swayze in the head and gives him a concussion. That's that's the whole, he's the not, okay. No, I root for villains. That's good, it's good. You don't root for villains? I, yeah, I know. I mean, really? not on this list. This is my naughty list, man. These are my favorite bad villains. Like, yeah, but you I, love, I want a soft villain. No. I want an evil, terrible, tortured soul villain. Yeah, but I want them to be evil in like a smart, conniving And, and you way. probably want them to have like some weird pair of jeans on and, and one nice color hair. Eye, one yeah. Okay. Nostrils really. All tight. right. Well, let me just hop in here and tell you what mine is. Uh, Max, my pick is there's only one pick. I mean, I'll, I can't give you my backup first, which is I know a little out of order, but do I have your permission, please? Is that okay? <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? My backup is Margaret Witten as Rachel Phelps from Major League. Oh, that's pretty good. I, the only reason I didn't pick her is because... The deleted scene where she actually was planning this the whole you time? You nailed it. You nailed it. So it like, <laughs> took a little her like villainous away from me, but the selection for this is easy. Pure evil, front to back. Clubber Lang, Rocky Three. Oh. Yeah. This is, to me, an absolute no-brainer. Uh, 1982, we find Rocky Balboa after finally beating the champ in Rocky Two, of which we can't talk about Rocky One or Two because they're not in the 80s. We do a lot, actually. We, You and I have talked about this ad nauseum that I keep on screwing up the dates. You so got it now, though. Rocky Three and Rocky Four are the only two movies we can talk about because they took place in the 80s. The best two. The best two. Oh, that's cocky. I don't know if Rocky Three is the best we've, we've discussed this. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure the boys on the nostalgia test Four, would three, have something to say about two, that. One, five. All right, just calm down but clubber lang right so the the best part about rocky three in this entire movie is that you know the entire movie by the intro it's, it's literally shows the entire movie you show montage, rocky you yeah it's a great montage you start off with rocky and he beats apollo and they always do that in the rocky movies they show the last few minutes of the previous film which is so smart because it catches everybody up so you've got this montage of now he's doing ads and commercials and he's on the muppets don't forget he was on the muppets yeah. you know i always bring that up and then parallel to that juxtaposed with that if you will is this from the street mean boy clubber laying and he's With just meat hooks working yeah he, he's rocky right he's rocky before rocky was rocky and mick is just protecting rocky that's mick's job he's got to protect him from give him these like cupcake fights to hold his title and all clubber laying wants is a shot at the title and they're he's giving mean about it they're doing the unveiling of the rocky balboa statue at the top of the stairs at that library wait by the way when i skipped over unrelated to this being clubber laying paulie being drunk and throwing his <laughs> liquor bottle at, at the at pinball the, and then like getting in a fight with him and just being like, have a job. And then is, he, is, did he give him a watch? He, yeah. No, he took his watch oh, and yeah. threw it and smashed down on the yeah. ground. Paulie's the worst. <laughs> when he falls in the snow, I'm, I, I get, I get, yeah. makes me laugh. So <laughs> as they're, as they're crowning the King of Philadelphia, we're introduced to clubber who is just in Damn the crowd, me. in the crowd. And he's like, woman, he's the best. He's the best. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> You know, why don't you come over here? You're a real man. <laughs> yeah, right? That's the best. Hey, woman, listen here. Since you man ain't got no heart, I bet you'd like to see a real man. Like, I, and, and the best part, too, is all the things you can do to antagonize Rock, that's at the top of the list. He wasn't this upset 
when Apollo got <laughs> killed by it. Drago. Oh, oh yeah. So this is the it's the perfect villain, and this is where I am a little bit different than you. Like your villain, your villain's good, right? But my villain's a villain. I mean, he is like from start to he kills Mick. Yeah. He is responsible for killing Burgess Meredith. So, I mean, come on. You screwed up though, because Drago's better. No. And, and also you there's a better villain in this movie. Thunderlips. Thunderlips is gnarly, Jesus man. Christ, I'm not even having. He's seven feet tall, three hundred right. pounds. Take, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. So, Dra- That's the best part of the movie. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. What's your Drago argument? Drago has a redeeming moment. You will lose. No, I'm not fighting for you. I fight for me. He like, picks up a guy, right? But no, if you really think about it, though, you are you are put in a position to feel a degree of sympathy for his character because you see that he's just a machine of the Soviet Union. Clubber Lang is Clubber Lang. Like he doesn't care. He's out for blood. He is pure bad boy. He is on top of Santa's naughty list. The Mohawk, stupid. You're still. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. How dare you? Additionally, Mr. T's work on the A team really warms my heart. I, I'm a huge Mr. T fan. You know that. Yeah. A bouncer from the South Side of Chicago yeah. or somewhere in Chicago. Was it South Side yeah. of Chicago? All right. I knew it was in sounds Chicago. Like, sounds good. Sure. I'll take it because he's bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. That wraps up uh, sports, our first genre. I feel good about this. Am I going first or how is this working like a draft? Or I mean, you're in charge. Make some decisions. You got to stop this. You get like two more. <laughs> and then- All right. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Just tell this me. Is, who- this, this isn't a victory if you're just, just- like, well, well, well. I, I got at least six <laughs> more episodes of <laughs> Let you start off. I start off. Okay. Our next category it's is fun, actually. science fiction fantasy. Max's pick was easy for me. Absolutely easy for me. That's a lie. It wasn't easy. For is me. it the predator? No. Oh, no. It should be. Uh, we talk too much about it. We do. Yeah. That's why I didn't do it either. I'm going to start with my backup. I like starting with my backup. Okay. Because I don't think you'll have this. Is the backup. alien from aliens? Zod. Superman. I win. Yeah. Kneel before Zod. He is great. He is great. Uh, that was tough for me because I really wanted to go that direction. I couldn't give up though on Kurtwood Smith as Clarence Boddicker <laughs> from Obviously, RoboCop, yeah. 1987 RoboCop. Boddicker! There it is. Come on! <laughs> All right, so this movie, I mean, everybody knows this movie, right? In a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. <laughs> he gets shot a lot. <laughs> Come on, Murph. Yeah, that's, that's Murphy. Yeah, Boddicker really like annihilates. He's him. really <laughs> evil, right? So Clarence Boddicker, played by Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith's got quite the career, right? So starting point, choreographer and staying alive. The most important one. Most important role for sure. RoboCop, then in Rambo Rambo 3. Yep, and then go all the way to Dead Poet Society. He's Mr. Perry. Yeah, he's such a jerk in that. He is such a jerk in that. And then, of course, from that 70s show, Red. Red. Uh, Flip up your blank. I know. I love Kurtwood Smith. I've been known to mistake him accidentally for the guy who plays... Michael Ironside. Yeah, who... uh, What's his... uh, Not uh, Sniper? No, Spider. In Total Recall or in uh, in, Top Gun? In Top Gun. Why can't I think of... uh, Jester. Jester, Michael Ironside, which this has nothing to do with Kurtwood Smith other than I swapped the two of them. But yes, Jester is who I was thinking of. They're both awesome villains. Yeah, there you go. They are. Awesome, awesome possum. Then added to the mix, you know who else I rotate in with them all the time? But another bald, angry James guy. James Tolkien, who's who is Stinger, who is who I was originally thinking of. Max, I'm all over the map right now. Uh, we got all this stuff. We're talking about Top Gun. Let me get back to RoboCop. So Clarence Boddicker is the worst of the worst. First of all, he's a cop killer. Kills Murphy, chops him up into 100 pieces via, you know, shotguns. Doesn't kill him. No. No, leaves him to die. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a very short movie. He's he, he's a drug dealer. 
He uh, he works for uh, Dick Jones. <laughs> you can talk to Dick Jones. <laughs> I'm protected. I just happen to love Boddicker. He's he's just evil. He does that thing when he kills uh, the guy who invents RoboCop, where he's got that grenade and he does a weird tongue thing with like the pin that you pull out of the grenade. Does he do a weird wine thing? It's too? oddly erotic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He dips his fingers into the wine <laughs> and then is, puts yeah. it in his nose. He's just super weird. And then he just gets the crap eaten out of him. Yeah. And then they bring him into the into the jail, and he's like, "Give me my lawyer." spits blood on the paper he is he's pure evil does he run over his lieutenant who turns into the toxic avenger <laughs> that, that part of the movie terrifies me yeah he does yeah he also get, he also at the very end when it's just him and robocop fighting he's just taking wax at him with like those metal poles <laughs> and then robocop gives him the old Wolver- the wolverine yeah. middle finger to the to the <laughs> eye socket that movie is so grotesque and violent and wonderful it's like one of my favorite movies paul verhoven man yeah so i had to do it i had to go with uh Boddicker, dead or alive you're coming with me all right i'm done that's who i got i already gave you my backup which was zod uh so i got zod and Boddicker, but Boddicker was my sold. guy I, I wasn't sold at first and now i'm sold you just needed me to remind you a little selling there you go that's max like- you're up <laughs> But I'm not telling you you're up. That's I'm just kidding. I'm done with the order thing. You're up. So speaking of weird and gross and science fiction, I want Baron Vladimir. God, how do you say this? Harkonnen? Harkonnen, yeah. From Dune. Har- Hartunian? <laughs> From Dune. From Caddyshack 2? <laughs> Is he a funs and hoons? Oh, God, Max. I just don't like Dune. I can't. Watch a new one. I'm, I'm going to have to sit back and just let you go because I, I got nothing to add to this. I'm not a Dune fan. You don't like, this is like epic sci-fi stuff. I know. I just, I like all other sci-fi other than Dune. I, oh, my God. I, I do need to watch it's, the new one. It's what's going to happen in the future, man. All right, stop it. The year's the 10. Spice? You're going to be a spice the dealer? Spice Milan. <laughs> 1984. Well, I mean, the movie takes place in 10 there you go. A duke's son leads desert warriors against a galactic emperor and his evil father's nemesis to free the desert world from emperor's rule. Ooh. Yeah, so... See, the way you say it, it sounds interesting. It but is. then three hours into it, you're like, oh my God, put a bullet through my head. This <laughs> is the David worst. David Lynch, and it's so weird. And the Baron is just gross. He's got these pustulating kind of sores on his face. And I did some research. The sores were because he was cursed by the Bene Gesserit to become this kind of slimy, immobile slug person. Are, are you aware of what LARPing is? Yeah. I would rather be LARPing with you right now. That's fun. I'd rather have like, by the way, have you been watching the new Hawkeye? No. There's a whole episode in which like a quarter of it deals with LARPing. It's really fun. I saw some TikToks like yeah. about that. I, I'm only changing subjects because I'm doing anything to get out of talking about Dune, but continue. Well, he's the evil like ruler and he, he wants his spice planet back. And this is your naughty list. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. He's got blue eyes, red hair, and the pus is on his face. Pus is that a word? Sure. Pustulating stuff on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that curse that he's like a slug monster, he infects himself with diseases to see if anything's going to cure him of this curse. So that's why his face is all gnarly. And he floats like a helium balloon. Yes. He's big and fat. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he's just kind of whirling around. He's got like a Matrix leather red and black jacket. All right. And he's just screaming and spitting. Am and I am I giving you the perception that I'm interested in this? I'm trying really hard. I don't hard. care. I know you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and he's brilliant at organizing others, which yes. is important. Yes. No, you, you don't care. I'm trying. I'm trying to fake it. Spice Melange, man. Okay, anyways, moving on to our next one. We are ready to go. We've done sports. Sci-fi fan. I'm sorry. There's only one or two movies that when you talk about them, I just kind of check out, and that's one of them. Yeah, that's fair. I wish I was better. Whatever. Watch a new one. It'll reinvigorate. I, I promise you. Right, watch on 
treadmill. You're you know what? Three hours. I promise you by the next episode, Dune will be in the yes. bucket. I got it. You're there. Cool. I do deserve that because of how much I sandbagged you <laughs> to your Dune answer. My All backup right. you would have loved the, the T-800 from Terminator. There you go. There yeah. you go. That's a good backup. I like that. It's too uh, easy. Yeah. Too easy. Way too easy. Moving on to our next genre, which is comedy. I'm very, very excited about my comedy pick. My comedy pick is a is a knife to your gut that I turn, <laughs> just well, so you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. But pick who goes first. It's up to you. I'm going to go. Oh, whoa, whoa. This yeah. guy. I didn't realize until we broke down the categories. I was like, you said comedy. I was like, comedy villains. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Comedy, the villain makes. The, the villains are the best. Comedy villains are the best. Because they can just be ridiculous. Over the top. Yeah. I know. There's yeah. like no, there's no intent to even like be a, an evil villain. It's just absurdity. Yeah. Caricatures, if you will. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What do you got? Well, we're waiting. Nothing. Nothing. Caddyshack. While we're waiting, don't you remember that's that's what uh, Judge, oh Judge oh mm, mm, yeah. mm, maybe you could come by after yeah. that. You, you picked the most like obscure smells. No, quote. everyone knows that. How about that's gambling what, is illegal at Bushwood, and I never slice. There's a million other quotes you could have given me. Meme. All right, because you know what I mean. Like I'm gonna let it slide because I think it's a fantastic pick. Yeah. It's a great Judge Smales, great pick. I'm a huge fan. Caddyshack, 1980, an exclusive golf course has to deal with a brash new member, Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> the greatest uh, role of all time, ever, and ever. a destructive dancing gopher. Yeah. Great use of gopher. Yeah. It's probably the best use besides Minnesota gophers beating Wisconsin. Oh, man. Yeah, now Are we, we talking get, ball still? Are we now, talking ball? Sports. Now, now we get to cakewalk against Iowa secondary. Easy. That sounds like a jinx. That sounds like a big time Bring jinx. It. Just take it easy. <laughs> Calm You're down. so mad at me next week. Oh, God. But Ted Knight playing this role, it's like everyone else in this movie is just improv and just likes goofing around. You know, you got Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, and Ronnie Dangerfield just goofing it up. Ted Knight actually was really annoyed on set with all of them. Oh, he's a, he's a real actor. Yeah, I'm sure he's he a was. Yeah. Tyler Moe show for seven he's years. He's great. Yeah. yeah. He is great. In this, this was movie. his last role. Yeah. Which makes me kind of sad. <laughs> He was so fantastic. I mean, I gave you the, obviously the couple quotes, but there's like a ton more. Oh yeah, uh, Bushwood. Why don't you drop pick. the yacht club? Hmm? 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 I feel like Family Guy's rich person. That what they when they make fun of rich people is pretty much. Well, this is everything. Smell. I mean, this is like trading places. <laughs> and she stepped on. The, I mean, it's all the same. I mean, he, he drives a Rolls Royce. The comical eye bulge he has all the time. The overpronounced words. Yeah, and the white hair and the glimmering teeth. Yeah. And he sucks up to tie. How like, about how about when he christens his boat and, <laughs> yeah. he, and he's wearing the the like the little love boat cap? And, oh my and god! And the ascot. He's yeah. wearing an ascot. Oh, it's great! It's great! It's so Scooby Doo. I love it. And I he laughs it. at his own jokes. He does. <laughs> you laugh at your own jokes too. Yeah. Oh, that's it's a good. Pick. Miller effect. Solid pick. Are you ready for mine? Yep. What were your backups? Uh, the Duke Brothers, Trading Places. That's also same good. thing. The two for one. You could have yeah. done that. We're back. <laughs> you always quote the Duke Brothers, but but from it, but from coming to America, it's the best. Where did that come from? Moment. It's, it's not. It is. You're about to say it's the best cameo, and I already you already know what the best cameo is ever in a movie. What is it? Flash Gordon. Oh, Ted. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> there's no. There's just no argument about that ever. I don't know. Oh come on. I need to think about it. I mean, David Bowie and Zoolander is pretty good. That is really. Good. <laughs> I, I mean, cameo episode. I, that's a great idea. Yeah. Fa our favorite '80s cameos. Yeah, get in, get Look out. Look at you. Woo, I like that. It. Bingo. Oh, Max. This <laughs> one. This one makes me happy. There's so many quotes I could give you, but I'm going to give you the one that I know you'll recognize right away because I want to watch. I want to look in your eyes as I twist the knife that I picked this movie. Okay. Kent, <laughs> this is God. I did this one. Yeah. How can you not pick Kent as your favorite comedic villain? Because 
Real Genius. No, 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 no. I want you to just sit back and marinate on this. You bring up Real Genius every episode. We've been doing this podcast for a year. On average, Real Genius is brought up by you once an episode. Yep. And you drop the ball. And I knew you wouldn't pick it because your head's in a weird place. And I took Kent. He's the secondary villain, though. He's not the main. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's uh, Holloway, Dr. Hathaway. Yeah. Holloway, Hathaway, whatever his name is. William Atherton. It doesn't matter to me. Because yeah. Kent's the real villain. It here. is true. Come on, yeah, Kent's yeah, yeah. the best. I mean, where where do we begin? Let's start with the movie itself. Look at it. <laughs> oh no no no! You don't get to do that right now. Come this on. is my turn to talk about your movie. <laughs> <laughs> An uptight teenage prodigy enters a top engineering college, but feels awkward among the freewheeling students. When a professor aims to turn their laser project into a military weapon, he and his offbeat roommate plot to ruin the plan. Chris Knight. Our boy Mitch, but that's not who we're talking about today. We're talking about Kent. Wait, Chris Knight is. Oh yeah, our boy Mitch. Yeah, come on. Sorry, dear. <laughs> Do you have you already forgotten your favorite movie? That's unbelievable. Maybe. Me. On so Robert Prescott plays Kent, who also plays Cole from Bachelor Party. Yeah, he's great. Which another too. great the villain Porsche. in that movie. Here's one for you that you're gonna love. Do you know what he was in? And I watched the episode because I couldn't believe that he was in it. Isn't and he chopping a lot of stuff? No, no, no. This is even better because he's in one of my favorite TV shows ever. Really? He's in an episode of The Sopranos. No and way. It's like, and it's like a reasonably large role. It's just that one episode. So do you remember how like Christopher goes to that whole thing about how he wants to be a screenwriter? Movie and, producer, yeah. so, he, so he takes a class which is, is, I think the class is called like acting class for writers. Yeah. In that class, the teacher calls on a volunteer um, to do like some improv. And that, that the student who's doing the improv is Mitch McDermott. Mitch McDermott is Kent. That's Kent. That's wild. Here's the other wild part. The other guy in that class with them, whose name is Omar, is Samir from Office Space. Ajay Nadu. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so like both of them, most random appearance ever. The, the, you got the guy from Office Space and the guy from Real Genius are both in the Sopranos, Sopranos episode. Does that. They have the T-1000 as the neighbor. I, as the neighbor, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the <laughs> gambling guy, problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> Here's a truck. Who did, where'd it come from? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're first introduced We're first introduced to Kent in Real Genius when Mitch shows up and you, this he's like a frat leader. The immediate this defensiveness. Yeah. Like Mitch shows up and he thinks that it's like some kid wandering around and you know he's like, oh, I'm supposed to look at your work and check over it and you get the first kent quote which is great it goes from god to jerry to me <laughs> get it and then jerry hathaway comes in and tells him to get his laundry and then one of the Stop other guys jerry. Yeah, yeah he's like well it looks like it goes from god <laughs> to you to your laundry to it's just great to mitch to jerry yeah, yeah there you go something <laughs> like that oh maybe you've seen this movie i yeah. don't know if you like it or not so the other part that i love he's calling all of them degenerates because they created that ice on the floor that's going to eventually disappear that's into so smoke. Cool. Very cool. Calls them all degenerates and to which Chris Knight says, we are. What about the time I found you naked with that bowl of jello? And his response, it I was, was hot and I was hungry. <laughs> he's the perfect villain. He's so slimy and awful and like he's he's jealous and he's insecure and they're building the laser and, and you know Chris Knight and Mitch are finally in a couple montages and they're putting it together and what's Kent do? Puts a little grease on his finger, covers the lens, explodes. He sees Chris Knight in the hallway. Chris Knight makes eye contact to which Ken says, my condolences on your meltdown, Knight. How'd you know there was you a meltdown? Yeah, I didn't lenses. say anything. Yeah, always, yeah. <laughs> this is the best. Always check your lenses. That's pretty good. They then, in payback for this, but also in trying to stop the laser from killing innocent people, they implant the receiver in his braces. They, they talk to him as God. They tell him, you know, stop touching yourself, Ken. I mean, the whole thing is just incredible. Up until <laughs> the very God. end. And he never has 
truly what I would consider to be his redeeming moment. Other than he smiles at the end I when like the popcorn, popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn. But still, it's not like it's not like he turns the corner. He's still an, an abject evil fall, bad he, guy. When he falls out of the house, you're kind of like, okay. <laughs> uh, my backup, which was neck and neck. The only reason I went with Kent was yeah. just to stick it to you because my backup was just as good. Uh, Bill Paxton, Chet from Weird Science. Oh, that's really good. That, <laughs> Chet, Chet would have been really yeah. good, but I had to stick it to you. Yeah. Uh, Max, that takes us to the halfway mark. Now is a great time to talk about our nice list. Not our naughty list, our nice sponsors. You like that little transition? It's okay. All right. It's not, <laughs> not one of my best, but we'll go to it. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, True. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And, uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. Those sure were some nice ads from our sponsors. Da 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 da. Uh, Max, this takes Best us. Eighty sound effects. You like that? That was solid. <laughs> that takes us to drama. Yeah, drama. This will be, oh, who goes first? I'm not going to make any other comments. Just who goes first? What are you doing? Who goes first? People can tell how hurt you who are. Who goes first, Max? <laughs> Help me! I want some more. <laughs> who are you? Was that even an imitation of Oliver Twist? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max, who goes first? Me. All right. Drama. Who do you got on your naughty list? Your naughtiest 80s character from an 80s drama. This might be the most naughty person in all the 80s. Whoa. Like actual person. Not Whoa. like, you know, Freddy Krueger ripping off faces. All right. All right. Maddie Walker. Body Heat. Oh, that's a good one. Just try, just try to keep it G. I know you get a little excited on these uh, edgy films. Yep. Okay. This is <laughs> this will be difficult. <laughs> in the midst of a searing Florida heat wave. I love movies that are just in a swampy, like it's hot, it's Florida. Like what's the one with- Wild Cal Things? Yeah. <laughs> you what? Knew I knew you, it. You knew it. It's so sick that yeah. I knew what you were thinking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Something about hot Florida makes things sexy. Hot Florida. <laughs> hot Florida. We should, like, we should make a movie called Hot Florida. <laughs> watch it they, i've watched yeah. it so a woman persuades her lover a small town lawyer to murder her rich husband mm -hmm. and they should remake this movie every five years because it's just about like human dynamics playing someone not being who you say you are kind of thing yeah, yeah. and this blew my mind this might challenge the title for alan rickman for best first movie ever this was kathleen turner's first movie really yeah i did not know that. out of nowhere yeah. just throwing haymakers <laughs> Well, not literally, but no, you know, no, you're, you're <laughs> typical excited Max. So the door smashing scene when William Hurt 
kind of just throws a chair into their glass door to mm-hmm. get to her. Mm-hmm. To have someone wrapped around your finger like that is the most evil of all to like persuade this them. This is your ideal relationship. You want to be told what to do and wrapped around someone's finger. No, they need a break. And I'm just kind of like a beta dancing clown in the background. A beta dancing clown. <laughs> now that's a bad name. Oh no, I'll tell you what, that's the lead <laughs> character in Florida Heat starring beta dancing clown. Florida Heat. Just that voice she has though. It's just like that deep voice, mm-hmm. that kind of intensity. Sultry. Yeah. And Florida Heat sultry. <laughs> And she's using explosions. She fakes her own death. Mm-hmm. You, you find out later that, you know, spoiler uh, it's alert, 40 years in the making. Dudes. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> she starts off as innocent, like smiling slowly. So the more times you watch this, you're just kind of like seeing what she's doing and interpreting it. And she wins in the end. I love when a villain wins in the end. She's in like Brazil with a nice guy drinking a Mai Tai. Well, William Hurt's in jail. A nice guy drinking a Mai Tai. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good movie. A very good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a good pick. I I, I give you, I I give you points. No, nope, you did. You didn't yeah. get all weird except for the Florida heat. Who's your backup? Alex Forrest, Fatal Attraction. Ooh, that's good. I love Alex Forrest. You love that movie. I will not be ignored. It's a Damn. cautionary tale of not being It makes naughty. me love my life. Because yeah. <laughs> you're safe. There's you're no like, battery acid on my car. Yeah, you don't have a pet bunny. You're, yeah. you're good to go. He's a real bunny. All right, Max, my turn. Uh, you deciding on the moment? <laughs> I'm not. I have two. I'll give him a backup first. My backup was Steph McKee, Pretty in Pink. Yeah, that's, that, that's the winner. Yeah. You should have uh, done that. I can't. Because I had to go with my number one. I had to go with Hardy Jens, uh, played by Craig Schaffer, uh, some kind of wonderful. James Spader is better. He's a better actor. He's more intense. He's mean to Molly Ringwald. You're wrong. <laughs> you have to think about it. Spader, <laughs> Spader's a better actor, but... Isn't that what this movie this is? You want a better actor? The, the, Get me the worst actor. <laughs> the, here's the thing, though. like What he does to Molly Ringwald in that movie... Albeit like terrible and you know not kind, et cetera, et cetera. Because he hates himself. I know, but like he he doesn't plan to jump a guy and like beat him up. Like he's not as aggressive. He's not breaking into the women's locker room. Like no, there's a lot. Like well, let me back he wants up. Wants to beat up Dougie. I also I also secretly not even secretly. I think everybody who has listened to the show knows this. I ride hard for some kind of wonderful. I think it's a highly overlooked movie from the era. It might be my favorite teen drama. I what? actually, I might, I put it up for me. I like this more than Breakfast Club. No, yeah, me too. <laughs> you're like, what? Then I give you like the ultimate one. And you're like, yeah, I like it more too. Well, I like love interest ones more. Give me a better teen drama from the era. Pretty in Pink. Right. And you like Pretty in Pink more than some kind of wonderful? Yeah. Ferris Bueller. Is that comedy or drama? No, it's comedy. Com- comedy. Yeah. It's comedy first for sure. So when Keith Can't goes out. me love. Can I talk about this movie? No. And I like this more than Camp I Me Love, by the way. Wrong. When Keith goes out with Amanda, the girl of his dreams, Amanda's ex-boyfriend plans to get back at Keith. Meanwhile, Keith's best friend, Tomboy Watts, realizes she has feelings for Keith. My all-time, all-time outside of Elizabeth Shue, my number one crush in the 80s, you know who? Leah Thompson. No, you're so, how have you been doing a podcast with me (laughs) for a year and you give that, Mary Stuart Masterson, how many times have we talked about this? Her, because it doesn't translate for me. Her and Elizabeth Shue, they're my two. That's weird. Yeah. The drummerness. I love this movie. I think that this movie to me is heartbreaking for Eric Stoltz because I think about how he was definitely the wrong person for Back to the Future. How he, he, wrong. how he didn't have more roles and how he didn't have a bigger career is beyond me. He was fantastic in this movie. Pulp Fiction, Mass. Yeah, 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 you're right. He had a good career. I Anybody who's been in a movie is having a good career. He yeah. should have had a monster career. Yeah, that's true. I'll tell you who had no career, virtually no career. Craig Sheffer, uh, you know, the program. Yeah. Dean Cain. Plays at the table. Dean Kane from Superman. Joe Kane, uh, the alcoholic quarterback. 38-year-old quarterback. He's great. He's whatever. That worked for what's-his-face in Necessary Roughness. 
Nothing worked in Necessary Roughness. Oh, you stop that right now. Sinbad. Come on now. <laughs> necessary Roughness is the best. Welcome to foot. Scott Magula. <laughs> it's the best. Come on. Um, yeah, I mean. It's not an argument. He, hey, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a total argument. So in this movie, I feel like he's in high school. Like he's not in college, but yeah. he's never in school. He's following Amanda around all the, all the time, played by Leah Thompson. He goes in the girls' room. He goes care. in the girls' locker room and is just, I mean, he's aggressive. He's cheating on his girlfriend in front of her. The first conversation when he's got that girl, he's like, I've done this a bunch of times before. Just play it cool. Like, it's, it's intense, right? And he tries to trap. I mean, just when he goes to he goes to school early in the morning and meets with Keith while he's doing paintings. And he's like, hey, man, like, I just want to be friends. Like, it's cool. I was actually looking for a way out of this relationship. You're doing me a, a solid. I appreciate it. Come to the party. I care about Amanda. And then this whole scene this whole plan around trapping him in the party and he's such a coward that he won't even have it he won't even beat him up he sends his friends to do it like he's awful he is my ultimate like teen villain and he gets what he deserves at the he end he does get what he deserves With the punks kind of like just punking him at his own party yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, guys, yes 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 guys it was a joke i was joking yeah it's just it's cool we'll just forget all about this <laughs> like what a worm and then leah thompson with the double slap the double slap is key it's highly underrated right <laughs> I, 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 she didn't go for the punch across the face she gave him two slaps across yeah. the face she, she can double slap she, me oh <laughs> jesus you and leah thompson all right max drama is in the clear i gave you my backup which you said should have been my primary but that's okay and that moves us over to martial arts you love this guy i, I do you? love martial this arts. is my favorite pick interesting yeah Am I going first or are you going, I'm going first? first? You're going first. All right. Martial arts. What do you got? Mo, am I the meanest? Am I the prettiest? Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? <laughs> you went show enough. Show Shown up. It's really good. <laughs> the last dragon. I am the last dragon. <laughs> you ask anyone. They don't really remember the plot of this movie or what's Barry going Barry Gordy, on. Motown. This yeah. is, yeah. But you remember Shona. Oh, dude. He's iconic. Fashion icon, too, by the way. This movie. Tell about the movie. I, we can talk about The Last Dragon okay. for quite a, quite a while. <laughs> we should do an episode. Oh, people would love that. That's kind of in our Trash Panda oh, this is, wheelhouse. This we is, look this is a smorgasbord. Yeah. I'm so excited you picked Shona. I could talk about. <laughs> the record producer could be a great villain, too. Oh, that's right. He's out of his mind. He's really out of his mind. <laughs> in New York City, a young man searches for the master to obtain the final level of martial arts mastery known as the glow, which Shonuff has randomly, too. Do they explain why Shonuff has red glowing hands? They don't. They don't. <laughs> this this movie... Don't need to. So we need to talk about this. This movie was not always referred to as The Last Dragon. It was also referred to as Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Oh, wow. So for those that don't know, Barry Gordy is the godfather of Motown. Everybody from Diana Ross to Michael Jackson. I mean, like this is, he is the, we are the world. He, yeah. put, he put that together. <laughs> he called up his friends. Like, blah, 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 I got it. <laughs> uh, this movie is is awful. It's, it's really, really <laughs> awful, but it's wonderful. I mean, yeah. I love this movie. So Julius Curry, he doesn't do anything else in his career pretty much besides yeah. this. Six foot five. Yeah. He's just as tall as me. It makes oh, me yeah. happy. And he's a monster. This he's movie. big. He's big. He didn't learn any kung fu or training I can't at all. I you picked for this, him for this movie. It's so funny that you picked Why? him. Why? It just knows I'm yeah. bad. It's just funny that you picked Show Enough. Sliding doors moment. Denzel Washington auditioned for her Show Enough oh and Leroy. Oh, he Bruce, was, Bruce Leroy? He would have killed it. He would have killed enough. I don't know. He would have been better as it, Bruce Leroy. Career trajectory. It's like training day early, like 20 years <laughs> earlier, he could play the villain because he's always a good guy till yeah, training day. Yeah, yeah. But Shonoff's only in four scenes in this entire movie. That's all he needs. <laughs> he breaks a dude's foot three times and then says, You'll never use that foot again, and then bites the foot. Yeah. I mean, he throws a kid into a trash can, destroys a pizza parlor, he, he fights people in a movie theater. It's just 80s camp, and 
it's just delicious. And yeah. he's, what he's wearing, like the, the window shade sunglasses with the Japanese flag in the middle. And he has the Triceratops Afro with like the three Afro poofs. And he wears, I think, did he start this or did the animal from wrestling start the wearing the football pads as like intimidation? Oh, Jesus. I could not Because they both are around the same time. I have no idea. Although, interestingly enough, on our last podcast, think talking about like who started things. Do you remember when we were talking about take a picture to last yeah. longer? Did you find out who? No, I, someone wrote to me and they're right. That was the Pee Wee Herman thing all the time. Oh, no way. Pee Wee Herman would always be like, well, take a picture to last yeah, longer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember from Overboard, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Overboard. Yeah. Well, no, because he's quoting Pee Wee Herman. Oh, thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, because he was, this the guy. Kid was obsessed. Well, have we talked enough about Overboard? No. That's something we should talk about <laughs> as well. <laughs> I mean, he's just big athletic and he's mashing his teeth and he's just cornering it up. And I also love that he wears Converse's, Chuck Taylor's. Like, and he's wearing he's wearing a Speedo of leopard print at some point over his clothes. Sure. Really weird. It's like a Tim Capella cod piece. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your backup? Uh, Chong Lee, Bloodsport. Oh, man. I had the exact same one. Yeah. So the thing, the reason that I was like really leaning towards Chong Lee. Always the brightest man, never well, the brightest. No, and like, honestly, he, when he, when he, when he paralyzes Jackson. He takes Jackson's Harley Davidson headband and wears it on his leg to go back and, and fight Frank. Yeah. Like that's pretty sinister and awful. And or evil. when he pumps up the crowd. And yeah. He's just, oh yeah. I don't think he says more than three words in the whole movie. Doesn't he like before the, I mean, after he breaks the brick, he says something to him. <sighs> not a lot. Yeah. You, maybe like this brick, brick, no hit back or something. Is <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. God, I'm a, I'm a savant. That's awesome. I'm a savant that I remember go that. You. So funny story. Um, have you seen, Enter the Dragon, that the original Bruce Lee. Have, so he's in it. Oh, no yeah, way. he he's he's still big, but yeah. I mean he he's like the bad guy, yeah. the like the big tough guy, uh, martial arts guy. So you should watch it. That's a great movie, by the way. Bruce you you awesome, really yeah. really like it. Enter the Dragon. I haven't seen his others, but I love Enter the Dragon, which is Bruce Leroy. The whole thing <laughs> just cracks popcorn, me up. Eating popcorn with chopsticks. There you go. <laughs> That hat is goofy. <laughs> Don't you accuse me of saying there I, there you go when I'm trying to like move to the next scene. Well, well done. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, hotshot. There's only one possible answer for this. And there's tons and tons and tons of martial arts movies out there. But you got to go with uh, Johnny Lawrence, the Karate Kid, 1984. It's so basic. It's not basic. It's not basic at all. <laughs> he is the ultimate. And by the way, crease would be an argument you could make that I would entertain. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you could... You could certainly, if you look at the Karate Kid on its own, and you don't look at everything else we know, the the future episodes where he comes back in Karate Kid three. If if you don't, well, I, I can't even believe I have to say this. So the Karate Kid is about a martial arts master who agrees to teach karate to a bullied teenager. Yep, that's about it. Bullied by Johnny Lawrence. There you go. So if you just look at Johnny's performance, and I know there's all these arguments that that really he's actually the good he's guy. actually the, the good guy. I mean, he and kisses Elizabeth Danny LaRusso. I know, that, I know. That's where you you lose me. Also, his friends are like, relax, Johnny. He's like, he, I'm not gonna relax. Right. Well, your first your first well, so your, your first introduction to Johnny, right? LaRusso's on the beach with his new friends that he met and he's flirting with Allie who, who can blame him Elizabeth Shue right you have to have to and Johnny and the other members of Cobra Kai are on their dirt bikes they're not bikers we've had this argument before they're on dirt bikes Mopeds. Up, up on the top of like a sand dune and one of them's passing out warm beers like who wants a warm beer I do and, he, and he, you you would in a second Just, I'd be like Johnny like I'm good they offer him a beer and he's like nope 8 a.m. tomorrow I'm a senior got one year to make it all work and that's what I'm gonna do 
make it all work. <laughs> so, no wonder he didn't make it in life. Well, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. He's got this great mentality, right? It's a senior year. He doesn't want to drink beer. He's ready to focus on karate. And then very similar to how Rocky reacts when Clubber Lang says something about his lady. <laughs> he just, he, he blows a gasket. He gets like physically aggressive, grabs the boom box, beats up Daniel LaRusso. And then everything's like reasonable taunting and bullying, I guess. Like it's not like awful. Mm. And then LaRusso at the Halloween dance, soaks Johnny. Johnny's uh, doing something illegal with uh, something he shouldn't be doing at school. Smoking in the bathroom. Smoking in the bathroom. Is that the song? I don't sure. know. Something there, like that. There's a song like yeah, that. There's a song like that. It's it's smoking in the boys room. Smoking in the boys room. Motley Crue. I don't know where my head is at, but it doesn't matter. The bottom line is LaRusso puts the hose on him while he's smoking in the boys room and that's where he tries to kill him. It seems like a little bit of a, uh, it escalated quickly, right? They like chase him down. You're in an outfit. You feel like you want to oh, kill somebody. And, and this is where it gets so bad that even like one of his boys is like, he's had enough. Yeah, yeah. He's stop. He's had enough. And he's like, hold him up. He's, he can't even stand up on his own. <laughs> yeah. They're holding him up and he's about to do like a leaping kick and snap his neck. And Miyagi comes in and beats up the kids. The real Miyagi. No, the real, double. Oh, that's legit. Right. <laughs> Don't say that. Why do you have to ruin this movie for me? Johnny Lawrence all the way through the tournament. The Again, the only reason I'm even slightly hesitant to make him my villain end. is at the end. There's like this, you know, way to go. You deserve this. Here's your trophy. Well, he's broken by crease kind of. I know. Yeah. I, I do have sympathy because crease obviously really screwed him up. Up. You're my crease. <laughs> Not your crease. That's a terrible thing to say. You wouldn't last a day in my dojo, just so we're clear. There'd be a lot what of crying. This? this is not this a dojo. Is a, this, is an this, is, dojo. this is like participation award camp for you. I, I give you pats on the back. I've broken down and cried oh, before in front of you. You cry on your way here. I have yeah. nothing to do with that. No, I've been good lately. <laughs> this summer, I had a there breakdown. You, I know. Everybody knows. You bring it up all the time. Your breakdown. <laughs> breakdown. Shakedown, no, you busted. I'm petty. You got to give love to Zapka, who just basically became typecast as the ultimate bad guy and bully. He was Johnny and the Karate Kid, Greg Tolan and just one of the boys, Chaz in Back to School, and Max. It wouldn't be an episode talking about Billy Zapka if I didn't mention the best cameo ever, Hot Tub Time Machine when he was oh, in yeah, that as well. That and then, of course, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Max, that rounds out martial arts. We are down to our last two genres, animated animated well this is my pick that i argue is one of my best picks ever so this movie freaked me out are you going first yeah i like it have you watched the little mermaid recently of course i told you so who'd you pick tell me who you picked as your bad guy ursula Ursula. king triton what do you think i don't know well i mean it depends if you were if you were a 14 year old girl you would think King, king triton is the bad guy i mean come on he's very repressive it's true uh ursula as i've mentioned in other episodes is the disney version of the predator Terrifying. She that actually I know. makes more sense. After I told I him, don't you remember I made that argument? You yeah. thought I was crazy. Well, because you were laughing when you said it. You <laughs> was I laughing like Billy? <laughs> <laughs> so 1989, the one good Disney movie of the decade. Easy with that. The talk. best Disney movie of it's the a, decade. It's a really good one, but there's good. But there's other. They good fell ones. off in the 80s. That's what bums me out about Disney. It's like this is the one decade we get to talk about. And yeah. Disney really kind of dropped it. Don Bluth had to pick up the slack. <laughs> Come on and kiss the girl. Good song. It's a great song. A mermaid princess makes a Fatusian bargain. Mm, mm, <laughs> yes, yes. I love those Fatusians. <laughs> and it's have to become human and win a prince's love. Ursula's purple. She has the Karen haircut before. Poor unfortunate <laughs> soul. She's terrifying. She's, She's terrifying. Black octopus tentacles. She's a Sicalia, which is a centaur, but with an octopus, you know, half person, 
have octopus. I am so happy that I just learned that word. Really? That's coming. I'm using that in a, in a sentence. <laughs> You're such a cicalia. <laughs> if I've ever met you, meet one cicalia, you meet them all. <laughs> On Reddit, there's a big discussion, though, about whether she's a squid or an octopus because mm. she only has six tentacles. Oh. But some people count the two arms as tentacles. As tentacles, yeah. Yeah. But apparently it was just. <laughs> cannot believe that you, this is what you do on your free time. I, I got You're a deep in Reddit. Yeah. You got a Reddit all. But apparently it was just cheaper to design her with six legs. Oh. They were like, eh, we're fine. Cheaper by the half dozen? <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Originally they wanted B. Arthur to do the voice of this. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. But it's voiced by Pat Carroll, who's still at 84, is doing voice work. Oh, so wow. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. But like the blue-green heavy eye makeup, uh, which is apparently based on- The short hair. Yeah. She's terrifying. She's based on a drag queen that uh, named Divine that some producer knew. Oh, isn't that weird? Wait, yeah, dude, like the divine. Like she's he, she is a very famous drag queen. Uh, she was in Hairspray. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. like RuPaul. Like people yes, know her. Yeah, yeah. Like before RuPaul, there was Divine. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say to that. But there's some weird facts with this movie that I didn't know that are very 80s. So you know when Ursula at the end gets bigger and attacks Ariel and Eric? Mm -hmm. Apparently, it's influenced by Die Hard. Jeffrey Katzenberg, the chairman of Disney at the time, told the directors after watching the movie, he's like, guys, I want a Die Hard ending after seeing the movie. And they're like, okay, we'll make her gigantic. I don't recall like King Triton, like taping the Triton to the yeah. back of his back and being like, ho, ho, ho. I'd watch that. I got Sebastian's like, going to the party. Also, visit Ursula from friends. It's the worst Sebastian ever. You got to put a stop to me when I go down those roads. I don't know. I like to watch you flounder. There you go. Ah, yeah. wah, wah. Ursula's transformation from her like human form back to, you know, her purple yeah. form. Yeah, yeah. That was inspired by the thing. Ooh. Isn't that cool? That's I was very watch cool. it like three or four times. I'm gonna have to watch that now that you mentioned yeah. that. Very cool. And she's got a crystal ball, evil lair. She's eating live shrimp that are like, please don't eat me. <laughs> <laughs> and she has electric eels as pet. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. She what, is good. What was your uh what was your backup? Jenner from Secret of Nim. That's really good. Yeah. Jenner's really, really Game evil. of Thrones style. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to manipulate. Secret of Nim, man. Can I tell me how of all the things I've ever put you to, is that like one of your favorites that I made you watch? It feels like Vision Quest. Like I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And then it just hits just you on hit the you, face. Hit you. Yeah. I'm going to give you my backup first because okay. I struggled with this. Is another one I was neck and neck on Orson Welles as Unicron from uh, Transformers, the movie that voice. Yeah. He was incredible. The whole thing, just like at the beginning, this planet eating monster. And then uh, Megatron meets him for the first time. And he's like, let me tell you. And he just the way he talks, like the profound language he uses. And it's a, it's a kid's cartoon. And then knowing what you know about him, that he was like half in the bag shooting all this is incredible <laughs> to me. But that's not what I went with, Max. This is my golden achievement selection. This is my best selection ever because it's something that I don't think you would have initially thought of as animation Kermit when we did this. Frog. It's not God bless it. It's not Kermit the Frog. Judge Doom, who framed Roger Rabbit. So that was mine too. Oh! Like, and then I was like, we've talked about him in our uh, villain death one. Did we? Yeah, that was your epic villain death. Yeah, you're probably right. Animated. I don't care. I'm picking him again. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a good. I thought it was like, no, I didn't he's know. Awesome. He's perfect. Awesome. So this movie is, I remember being a kid, right? So this movie came out in 1988. Yep. So I was like 10 years old. And this was incredible. It was incredible, not just because of the integration of humans and cartoon characters, but to have Mickey and Bugs Bunny in the same frame with each other is the equivalent of watching Infinity War. Like when I was 10 years old, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I was like, true. it was amazing. Uh. So a tune hating detective is a cartoon rabbit's only hope to prove his innocence when he is accused of murder. Dum, dum, dum. Eddie Valiant used to love Toontown, used to love the tunes until his brother was murdered. So sad. And now he's got a drinking problem and he's a private eye and he gets hired to do a job. So the, the short of it 
Jessica Rabbit. We could talk about her. The the booby trap is like the funniest joke ever. Do you remember that when he's yeah. sticking his hand and he gets snapped and he's like booby trap? I think that's hilarious. The <laughs> weasels. You are the weasels from that movie. Like I don't think that. you can't stop laughing. Yeah. You know what happens when you can't stop laughing. So dragon one. So Judge Doom, played by Christopher Lloyd. And if you don't know who Christopher Lloyd is, then why are you even listening Shame to our podcast? You. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd, Mister Mom, Star Trek Three. He was Commander Krug. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Back to the Future. One, two, and three. Yep. Clue. Who framed Roger Rabbit? And I got to tell you, man, I know it's not in the 80s, but since you're such a huge fan of Hogan, Hulk Hogan from Rocky 3, you need to see Suburban Commando. It's fun. Yeah. And then it's great. And and he's the dad, uh, Christopher Lloyd. The other movie he's fantastic in is Adam's Family as Uncle Fester. Oh, yeah. And people forget that he's in that, right? So Toontown is about to be destroyed. And there's this judge who just hates cartoons. He's got the melty stuff. And he created the the, the The, the deep, the dip. The yeah. deep dip. The deep dip. The deep dip. The stuff melts and kills. Like a what a terrifying premise. Nothing can kill cartoons that, except for this one that thing. poor shoe. Right. Oh, so he kills, he murders all these things. And then what you learn is that he, Judge Doom himself, is a cartoon. Great twist. He's a tune. Scary eyes. And he's the tune that killed Eddie Valiant's brother. I was shocked. And I when he when he blows himself up after he gets rolled over by that rolling pin thing. Yeah. And he blows himself up with like uh helium. Helium. Thank you, Max. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> that was close. Oxygen helium. Remember me, Eddie, when I killed your brother <laughs> and I looked just like this. <laughs> Is that not one of my better imitations? That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> gonna, I'm curious how it comes out when I edit it, but we'll, we'll keep it. It'll be good. You're going to spend like three hours editing. Like. I've been practicing that for a week <laughs> and a half. I'm really excited. It turned out well. Yeah. First take. Yeah. First take. Woo. Um, yeah, that's my animated villain. That's really good. Max, we are down to our last category. Your favorite. It is action. <laughs> I do like some action. Uh, who's going first? Let's have you end the episode. Oh, man. Uh, have me end it or have me go first? You're going to go second. That means I end the episode? Yeah. Okay, I got confused. Yeah. Thought, all right, then you're going first. Best for last. Right? There you go. Or whatever All is. right, Johnny. Age before beauty? What do you got? Who you got? Beauty before Action. Age. Hit me, hit me, hit me. It's a little bit of a dark horse pick, but oh, this just one amuses me. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Max Zorin, A View to a Kill. You, I, I, Full disclosure, haven't seen it yet. What? Have not seen that James Bond yet. You haven't seen Home Alone yet, so you just chill out it's right 1990, now. 1990, bro. It doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. All right. I'll put it to my list. That and Dune this week. Okay. You need to watch Home Alone this week. That's that's fair. All I'll right. watch it tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Done. Done. All right. <laughs> Talk to me about this movie, which I've never seen, so I'll pretend to be interested in it. Okay. The recovery of a microchip off the body of a fellow agent leads James Bond to a mad industrialist who plans to create a worldwide microchip monopoly by destroying California's Silicon Valley. Mm. So let me put this in context for you. Dr. Evil, pretty much his premises are based on Max Zorin. Okay. And also Christopher Walken. He was the first Academy Award winner to be in a James Bond movie. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Or a nominee. Sorry. No, winner. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. 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 Close enough. <laughs> and you know who they wanted first? They wanted Bowie first. Bowie would have been good. Yeah. And you don't even know who he is. No. I just know he would have been yeah. good. Tell me Bowie could have been anything. Bowie, you know who else Bowie would have been good in? The Mask. <laughs> Instead of Jim Carrey. No. Yeah. Could have done it. Yeah. It would be a very different movie. Somebody stop me. <laughs> that's pretty good. There you go. Then they wanted Rutger Hauer. They got uh, Christopher Walken third. And- there's something about him. So he's a horse kind of, uh, he's a horse trainer. Whisper? No. Okay. He's like, I'm just going to make things up because I've never seen over it. over the top rich. These mansions that are like, you know, tenfold where you get lost in them kind sure. of things. Mm-hmm. He wears top hats and he goes to like Kentucky Derby's wearing stuff. He's like the Monopoly guy. Does he have a monocle? 
Uh, he's an ascot. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm ruining this for you because I've seen him asking absurd questions. Go ahead. I mean, he's juiced up on steroids for horses that they're experimenting on people. Then that's what's making him kind of clinically insane. There you go. So his second in command is Grace Jones. Grace! <laughs> Grace! Who plays Mayday. They're doing like Matrix style fighting in black spandex in like a dojo he has in his house. And his plan is, I guarantee, like this is when James Bond jumped the shark and everyone made fun of it. Yeah. It's, he demands a hundred million dollars from his cronies like that he's working with. And that's definitely where... Uh, Austin Powers went one million dollars. Like that's the same thing. So he's got, he wants to destroy all Silicon Valley with an earthquake so he can conquer the microchip market. Originally it's even wilder. They wanted him to change the trajectory of uh, Haley's Comet. So it would destroy Silicon Valley. <laughs> Haley's Comet, <laughs> that's so easy. And he has an evil blimp that he throws people off. All right. Yeah. Uh, dude, th- I mean, he murders his own men with machine guns and he's just insane. It's Christopher Walken with blonde, bleach blonde hair. And he goes, you amuse me, Mr. Bond. Like stuff like that. <laughs> Does he say it like Walken though? Yeah. You amuse me, Mr. The bond. Bond, friend, yeah. amuse me, you will. <laughs> Scooch, closer. Yeah. And also, that it's list. Roger Moore's least favorite. Uh, all right. I like Roger Moore, too. He's a goober. Who's your backup? Uh, pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy. There you go. No, the nice lash. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> Cobra. So, Cobra. I won't, can we get Brian Thompson on the podcast? If you do some work, you, you <laughs> like, I understand Michigan had to play Ohio State, but I could barely even get you to show up to record episodes, and you're talking about getting celebrities on here. I'm saying do some do work. It. No, I, you need to do some work, too. Unbelievable. I'm the, I'm the face. Uh, I'm going to give you my backup first as I conclude the show. I really struggled, Max. My backup was solid. I really liked it a lot. Uh, Brad West. Wesley from Roadhouse. Just driving a Mustang all over the road. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's pretty awful and indifferent to human life. When you can drive your car like that and not care. With and like just trying to buy on. people off and he like beats his girlfriend and he's pretty terrible. Yeah. Lighting hardware stores on fire. Yeah. Not a good guy. But a lot of animals too. I feel really good about my number one pick here. So I think it's important to note, and this is true with all of our selections. This just represents like our favorite villains. Like it, it's not even like the magnitude of evil they are, what they accomplish. This is just like when I watch a movie, I'm excited to see this villain. And I like watching this villain. I'm going with uh, from the 1986 movie Big Trouble in Little China, David Lopan. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this movie, a rough and tumble trucker, helps rescue his friend's fiance from an ancient from an ancient sorcerer in the supernatural battle beneath Chinatown. Love it. For starters, he's really old. Yeah, he's really old. <laughs> so let's start with James. Old people are evil. Let's start with ja- uh, <laughs> let's start with the actor James Hong. James Hong was the Japanese general in Airplane. You remember the movie Airplane? Oh God, yeah. He uh, he was in Blade Runner. He was in T.J. Hooker, Manimal, The Fall Guy, The A Team, Airwolf, and Who's the Boss? He was Doctor Hong in The Golden Child. He was Snotty in Revenge of the Nerds too. He was in Vice Versa, Hot to Trot, and he was of course Quan in Tango and Cash. Hot to Trot. He's had know. one hell of a career. Yeah, he's been in a lot. He's hilarious. Fast forward out of the eighties. Wayne's World 2. Yeah. The overprotective uh, karate father. <laughs> the dubbed fight scene. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. Would never fly today, but it was great when it came out. So Jack Burton and Wang Chi hop on the Pork Chop Express to go try to find Wang Chi's fiance. And they head into the depths of Chinatown. And they get themselves in the middle of a turf war between the good guys and the bad guys. At which point, very quickly, you probably never even noticed the scene. Lopan is like a street beggar holding like a shoe for a couple seconds. So the fight starts and you've got thunder, lightning, and rain. That's the name of the three supernatural ninjas. With the gnarly helmets. Yeah. Or hats. Which like is totally from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they stole it. Yeah. So you see those three guys and then you see Lopan and the Porkchop Express runs over Lopan and... Jack Burton, he's very confused by all this, hops out of his <laughs> truck and Lopan's standing there and he gives him some of those uh, shiny eyes, the super supernatural bright eyes, yep. blinds the two of them. Fast forward into the movie, they they infiltrate Lopan's business and building and they get caught and you still got 
again, it's still Wang Chi and Jack Burton, and they're tied up in wheelchairs. And Lil Pan comes in, but as his 175-year-old self, with like hair coming out of his cheeks and yeah. his hands and the nails. And it's like how you feel about um, Secret of Nim. Oh, yeah. The creepiness. And the the creepiness. Yeah. That's, yeah. The fingernails are creepy. So I love Lil Pan as an evil guy in an action film because he's got this like absurdity to him, a little bit of a sense of humor. He's, yeah. he's flirtatious with like, he wants the girl with, with grace. Yeah. With grace. Yeah. Uh, whatever the hell her name is yeah. played by the, whatever the hell grace her Jones. name is. Yeah, not grace law, Gracie law, Kim yeah, Cattrall. Yeah. I'm telling you, my brain is deteriorating. I think the eighties is making us stronger. It's I, the amount of material. I don't think people understand how much stuff we have to try to remember, but yeah, there's stuff leaking out. It's like, a lot's leaking out. Like I'm not remembering like how to get in my car, how to get home. How do you so the there you go. <laughs> so Kim Cattrall's character, Gracie law, Lopan is creepy with her. And then he has the whole fight with Egg Shen where they're basically playing like with avatar remote control video game things with their hands, which is awesome. He's got that little eyeball thing floating around. Lopan to me is just, he is a forever action hero evil. Now your point about it being a martial arts movie. Yes, it probably would fit in martial arts. It also could fit in sci-fi fantasy, but this is also a Jack Burton action film. I mean, bar none, Big Trouble in Little China is an action film. Yeah. It's know, top billing would be as an action film before anything else. I've given up on trying to argue with you about category. You don't think so? If you had no, to, no, 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 because you can argue your way into anything. But I'm asking you, the opinion, I won't even get on your case about it. Like you wouldn't say action film first for this. You'd say martial no, arts film it's, first. It's got the comedy part that action movies, it's got that Beverly Hills cop. Like, yeah retorts and fun, right right, right. that's what so yeah, that's how yeah. i put it as well okay talking right, it good, out i like good, it good good all right i like it i like it and max that wraps it up um i am ready to do a fast recap of who we selected max let's rip through this uh we'll start with you who'd you have for sports shoot from vision uh, quest excellent i had clubber lang from rocky three for sci-fi fantasy who did you have baron vladimir harkonnen from dune there you go you said it right what a, what a great movie dune is really excited to <laughs> talk about that i had uh kurtwood smith as clarence boddicker from robocop and moving to comedy who did you have i judged males from uh caddyshack excellent and i had kent this is gone from real genius moving on to drama who did you have max maddie walker body heat and i had hardy jens from some kind of wonderful and taking us to martial arts, one of this is my favorite pick of yours for sure. <laughs> the Shogun of Harlem, show enough. Show enough. Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Bruce Leroy, <laughs> The Last Dragon. And I had Johnny Lawrence from The Karate Kid. And that takes us to our favorite animated villain. Who'd you have? I had Ariel from Little <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think about it. Max, come on. Tick, tick, tock. Let's go. Ursula. Ursula. The Little Mermaid. And I had Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And that takes us to action. The best way to end. Max, who did you have? I had myself, Max Zorin of You Do a Kill. And I had Lopan, David Lopan, which is so funny. His first name is David. David David Lopan. Big Trouble in Little China. Lopan. What a naughty list indeed as we kick off our December extravaganza. December to remember. Oh, look at that. Kate Jewelers. Look at that. Every kiss begins with K. I'm going to buy something nice. Max, perfect time when you get like this for me to swap over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. And boy, am I excited about this one. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is our friend Wade Kuhn. And his Instagram handle is at Wade's, W-A-D-E-S dot customs c-u-s-t-o-m-s let me explain what wade does 
<laughs> so Wade's a, a mid forties, shameless adult child. He worked in advertising as a creative director and art director for 22 years. He is a star Wars nerd by all accounts, like love star Wars. Good place to start. Yeah. And when they re-released a lot of those action figure toys that were coming out, like in the, in those plastic containers that collectors keep, sure. he was obsessed with them. And as an art designer and with graphic design background, he thought how cool would it be if I created kind of my own. Now, I want to clarify something. He doesn't actually make the action figures. He, he does digital recreations of what they would look like in the box. They look so good. I thought they were real. Yeah, I do. And this will lead in a minute to the, the coolest thing ever. But so now what he does is on top of doing the Star Wars ones, he's like, what would it look like with my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle in there? And he takes all these different like iconic toys and characters from the 80s and he makes these like collector boxes. Again, all digitally represented. He, he did, did Del Griffith. He did. Max, more importantly. Squid Games. More, more importantly than Squid Games. Wade did the first official <laughs> Buzz in the Tower Mo and Max action figures. We're posting them today. You'll see it on our Instagram. You'll see it. I, you'll see it. I'm going to print a picture of it and keep it. <laughs> Frame it. I secretly, I sent it to a couple people I know because I couldn't hold on to it anymore. And immediately they're like, where can I buy this? I want to buy this right now. So I want to reiterate, it's not an actual toy. It's a digital representation of it. It's incredible. The guy is so damn talented. It looks exactly like us. It's incredible. It's it, he got he, my he, tattoos. He, he, so your tattoos on your arms. I was just about to say it was amazing. So I am really excited to see what he came up with because this guy is entrenched. And by the way, Australian, Australian, you know how I feel about the Australians. They're Love just them. the best people in the they world. They deal with spiders. They big time. So let's hear what Wade had to say. Thanks so much, Mo and Max for having me on the show. It's, it's an honor. I'm a, I'm a huge fan from uh, Australia. I look forward to your new episodes every week. You guys are just so enthusiastic. Um, and it's really contagious. It always makes me want to rewatch 80s movies, even if I've already watched them a thousand times. I'm like, yep, I'm just going to watch Predator again. You just fired me up. Um, plus, you guys always surprise me with a few gems I might not have seen, especially being in Australia. There's, there's some deep cut stuff in the US that I, I still need to try and find the, the films that you've mentioned. So um, thanks for that. And I, I yeah, loving your work. Okay, 80s movie naughty list villains. Now, the movie I'm thinking of is released in the 31st of August, 1989. And it features, I think, one of the arguably greatest villain performances of all time from a multi-Oscar-winning actor. And I'm referring to the action category, and it's Batman, 1989, Tim Burton. It's the Joker. It's Jack Nicholson. It just has to be. I mean, he has to be the naughtiest villain uh, of all time. I mean, he starts out as a cold, you know, killer criminal, um, Jack Napier, who actually killed Bruce Wayne's parents. But then he becomes the Joker, and he just goes like next level evil, right? He becomes gleefully sadistic and vindictive and he sort of laughs and dances on the graves of his victims. And it's just an absolute delight to watch. Um, you know, I was already excited to see Batman and all the hype leading up to it, you know, especially what Tim Burton's vision would be and seeing that awesome new Batman black suit. But then like him casting Jack Nicholson and then that performance, it was just mesmerizing. It was evil and it was just so fun to watch. And it just took that movie to a whole other next level, which is why it's such a classic, you know, and when you talk about naughty list, I'm just picturing Santa going down his naughty list going, you know, he killed Bruce Wayne's parents, you know, and no doubt all these other murders. He started off, you know, as Jack Napier before he becomes a Joker. Then he kills his old boss, um, you know, Carl Grissom, then impersonates him moments later and sort of, you know, mocks him. And then he fries a mob boss using an electric buzzer. Like he's really ingenious about how he kills people and sort of delights in it. Then he delivers this hugely long monologue to this sort of charred corpse, essentially dancing on his grave. Um, you know, then even straightens the corpse's tie and laughs at him. Um, he throws a poison quill into a mobster's neck. 
you know, dressed as a, as a street mime. He pours acid on his girlfriend's face out of both boredom and possibly in the name of art. Uh, he lures all of Gotham City right at the end of the movie to a parade with fake money with his face on the bills, then attempts to poison all these innocents, you know, parents and kids with killer gas. I mean, it doesn't get much more naughty than that. And then just to cap it off, he shoots his most loyal henchman just out of spite after attempting that and failing. Um, so, you know, and like I said, Jack Nicholson's performance, I mean, you know, he does the best evil laugh you've ever heard. Like he's, it's really just, he can just laugh and just change the tone of it. One minute he's really charming, the next minute he's really chilling, then he's kind of back again. His performance is just fascinating to watch. And, you know, I'm a big fan of The Shining too from 1980 where he did, you know, that performance as Jack Torrance, but it was almost like this is Jack Torrance going even more crazy as the Joker. So, you know, and I wouldn't have thought that was even possible to sort of cap off that amazing performance in The Shining. So that's my pick. Um, thanks again for having me on, guys. I uh, really appreciate it and looking forward to more from you. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> what a great pick. What He's, a great he pick. He is insane and you love him the whole it's time. It's a great pick. Yeah. Where does he get such wonderful toys? <laughs> uh, that's that's a really, really good pick. I love his whole argument, too. He broke everything down. He went like evil th- evil thought to evil creation yeah. to what he did. It's an incredible pick. I, I love Jack Nicholson. His portrayal of the Joker is incredible. Well, it gave me something to think about, too, with the acid with the girl's face. He might have done it for art. I was yeah. like, oh, a little, yeah, little layer to the onion of the Joker. To wrap your head around, right? Yeah, thanks, Wade. There you go. Uh, Wade, again, please check out his work at Wade Customs. It's so good. It's so good. You guys will love it. His, uh, his latest work, you can see Mo and Max. Uh, and one day, our goal is to make enough money that we can get those things made and developed because those are fantastic. Let's just get a 3D printer. Let's there you go. Let's get out yeah, Those are cheap. I'll put it on your tab, Max. Put it on your tab. I saw on TikTok there's a rocktopus where it's the rock's face on an octopus. Jesus Christ, Max. Well, we already know what that's called. A half octopus, half human. What's the Cecilia. name? Uh, there you go. You see, yeah. we learn things. It that, all comes full circle. Then bada bing, bada Bring bing. it around town. Max, we're ready to wrap another episode and uh, it's been a pleasure as always. As a reminder to the scores of fans out there who love and adore Legions. us. Legions. Please go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Leave us as many stars as they will let Listen you. Listen follow. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow tell, us tell on parents. TikTok. They love, they love 80s movies. Yeah, everybody loves 80s Everyone's movies. Everyone's parents at this point in their life loves 80s movies, the, right? m- the more people that follow us, yeah. the more we can promise the people. And the more drunk with power Mo will get. I was super drunk with power. I already am yeah. right now. Yeah. My tolerance for power alcohol is very high. It's going to take <laughs> a lot for me to get drunk. Whereas you get a smell of it and you're like, ooh, I, yeah. I'm a little lightheaded. Yeah, it's too much for me. <laughs> it's way too much for you. Max, great episode. Great seeing you. Uh, happy Hanukkah. I hope you are enjoying your festival of lights yeah my favorite hanukkah gift ever i got an encyclopedia of dog breeds Ooh, yeah that's very nice is that why you have such eclectic taste in your breeds yes why like big fluffy idiots like me yeah you're you're not big and fluffy um but listen great (laughs) that's true i'm balding and i'm not you're missing the joke the joke is you're an idiot oh you didn't even pick up on the joke. Jesus, I love you. And I'm looking forward to a whole year of you picking the rotation. You did great today. It wasn't that bad at all. No, it's You fine. did nice because you basically kept it the same way I would have done it. We reversed it a few times. All right. I wouldn't even notice Yeah, because I wouldn't complain about something like that. No, it's not my nature. Not. Yeah. It's not my nature at all. Uh, Max, how are you going to wrap things up today for us? Lump of coal for you, buddy. Lump of coal. All right. How about this? No, I don't hate Babo. I pity the fool. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. It's an aggressive way to end the episode. <laughs> ah! You're like, huh? There you go. Okay. And aggressive we shall be. <laughs> Bye, Mick. Goodbye. Bye, Mick. That's great. See you next week. <laughs> That's great. Goodbye, Mick. That's great. You're still here?
It's over. Go home. Go.